0: Get paid for your pet Get paid for your
1: pet Get paid for your pet Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO and other platforms That's payfully.co Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I am co-hosting this news episode with my good friend, David, who is, of course, the co-founder and president of Hostly. David, how are you and Happy New Year?
0: Hey, Jasper, Happy New Year. Here's to an exciting 2018.
1: I think it's going to be a very exciting year.
0: Yes, lots of changes in the vacation rental industry in 2017, and it seems like it's just going to keep going uh, this year. So it's going to be a fun time for everyone in the space.
1: I think so too. Well, we just had a quick look at the news and there's not really that much to talk about, but uh, I have some personal news that I can share because I'm sitting in an office right now and it's almost like I have a, a job again. Oh boy. It's been a while. I quit my job in 2010. I used to be a trader. And now, as you probably know, the the cryptocurrencies are kind of going wild. The whole space is just completely exploding. And some of my friends, they, they actually run uh, an exchange in Bitcoin futures and options. And so I visited their offices and I noticed that there was a lot of opportunities in terms of trading in all these different coins. I didn't know that much about it, but there's like 1,400 of them now. And there's 70 different exchanges and they're all trading on different prices. And it's, it's just a madhouse.
0: Wow. All right. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. And in fact, I've been starting to see Talk about it in the vacation rental space too. I think there's one company called Crypto BNB, which is talking about being on blockchain. And Binding Tree is a popular startup that is in the just travel space in general. They have a deal with Lufthansa. And also, some news we didn't talk about this, Jasper, but since you brought this up, uh, there's a company called Rentivo, which is helps individual Airbnb hosts make a website and, and list on other platforms. And they've partnered with a company called B token, I believe, something like that. And they're going to be offering that as a currency and a way of using blockchain to be in the vacation rental space. So it's popular all around and we're starting to see it creep into home sharing and vacation rentals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention the B token. Uh, I think the pre-ICO has already ended. So for those who are not familiar with these type of uh, ICOs, they're initial coin offerings, and they typically have a pre-ICO offering where some accredited investors or some people in their network of the founders, they can, they can invest and then they have a public sale. And it seems like the public sale will start on January 31st. I've heard the B token is going to be a pretty good one. I've personally invested in, in another ICO called Atlant and they are also planning to become the Airbnb on the blockchain. But they're also aspiring to start a platform where you can sell parts of your house, which I thought was a really Mm. interesting idea. So you can, instead of investing in a whole house, you can just buy percentages in other people's houses. And then basically what you could do is you can do like an ICO of your house. So you can crowd sell (laughs) your house, so to speak.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great way for people who have uh, done well with their house and want a little more liquidity to be able to get some of that while still be living in their home. So keep us in the loop on how your trading goes. And sorry to hear you're not going to be traveling as much. Hopefully you can get on the road again soon. We always love hearing about your travel adventures.
1: Yeah, well, I have no idea how long this is going to continue. I mean, it's 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 so crazy, everything, right? But talking about, I thought you, I think you mentioned crypto B and mm-hmm. Did you mean crypto crips by any chance?
0: Uh, maybe. Um, they start to all become a blur. So we can because I literally, I literally spoke after.
1: to the to the founder of crypto cribs and crypto cribs is is actually it's not it's not on the blockchain it's it's interesting it's it's just a regular sort of uh website but the difference between airbnb and crypto cribs is that you can uh, you can pay with all sorts of different coins so you can pay with bitcoin you can pay with ethereum you can pay with litecoin and I am actually interviewing him tomorrow. So <laughs> on Monday, we'll have the interview with uh, with the founder of CryptoCribs Live. So that should be really interesting.
0: So I actually was talking about Crypto CryptoBnB. So that website is CryptoBnB.io. And ah. they have an ICO in 35 days. So everyone's doing it. So you can ask CryptoCribs uh, what they think about Crypto BNB, and they can talk about the differences.
1: BNB. See, I, I'd never heard of that before. It's crazy how much is going on in the space. <laughs> well, let's quickly go over the news in the world of Airbnb. There was really not that much going on. I mean, most of the stories that I found were about, you know, the, the people that rented out their houses for New Year's and had people throw parties at their places. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, there's there's quite a few of them on uh, in the news, but uh, we're not going to go through all of those. But um, you mentioned one that was... Kind of a little bit more interesting than all the other ones. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you talk about that one.
0: Sure. There was one. And it's always frustrating talking about this and this being in the news. But on a side note, I remember last year, I think they mentioned there were a million stays over New Year's. And then I heard there were three million bookings on Airbnb over New Year's this year. So it's incredible how much it's increased over the years and it still is going at a rapid rate. And when you hear about, you know, one or two of these stories, it's it really is an anomaly and how many hotel rooms get trashed on New Year's as well. So it's, it's a, a poor comparison. But this one specifically in the suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, apparently some guy rented a room. And what's unique about this is he rented a room in a home, he didn't rent out a whole home. So the host was living there as well. And this guy started advertising a party online and charged $5 for guests to enter. And he was only renting the room for $40 a night. And apparently 250 people came to the party and trashed the place. But what's really interesting and i'd love to hear from this host apparently the host was there and he locked himself in his bedroom and then eventually had to call the police as the party got all wild and i'm just curious how he even let it happen. If he's living there and he sees one person coming and a second person coming, like that's a red flag right there and it should be stopped. So oftentimes it's a private rental and the place gets trashed and it's not the host's fault at all. And I'm just really curious and love a little more information from the host on, on how this (laughs) happens.
1: And why didn't he join the party? I mean, if (laughs) if you have 250 people trashing your place, you might as well have some fun with it, right?
0: yeah i don't know about that i'd I'd have stopped it a lot earlier
1: (laughs) i'd be like okay well there's 250 people here now i might as well just have a good time and then i'm gonna be submitting
0: a request to airbnb
1: anyways (laughs) yeah exactly like i'm gonna i'm gonna get airbnb cover all the damages and and just make it a really fun night (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's incredible i don't know how you fit 250 people in the house anyway They, they must be a pretty big place but yeah, I mean, it's why didn't he ring the alarm bells way before it got so much out, yeah, of, ha- out yeah, so of control? That it's is very, weird it's very, very weird indeed. I heard, uh, I heard you hosted a pretty big group of guests in your house uh, over New Year's, didn't you?
0: Yes, I went away to Idaho visit family. And so we have a basement space that we rent out on a regular basis. And five is our max. And we actually had a group for five. And then the main two floors of the house where we normally live, we rented that out as well, because we were traveling. And we had a group of six from Australia, the group of five was from Texas. So we had a total of 11 people in our home while we were gone. And we everything went fine. And a shout out to uh, Keith Friedman and Hostwell for uh, taking care of my place, uh, helping out while I was away. I know he's been on the show before. There was one small complaint. And I know, Jasper, you want to talk about how you might see things differently from from guests. We did have with 11 people all taking showers, I guess, hot water ran out and a couple people had some cold showers and they were complaining a bit, a bit annoyed. So I ended up giving them a credit less than 10% back. So not not a huge amount, but it seemed to make them happy and that I was dealing with their needs. My personal feeling is, hey, you're staying in a vacation rental, you're already a big group of six. So it kind of just is par for the course and space your showers out and it's it's no big deal. But also the gesture, I think of offering a little bit back, I could have an argument as to who's right, or I can just give a little gesture and kind of nip things in the bud. And I think that increases significantly my chance of getting a five star review. It's not about bad things happening. It's how you address when bad things happen. And they were very pleased with how I handled it. Uh, So that's that little story.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not uh, that much, uh, less than 10%. Did they ask for a refund or did you offer it?
0: No, they didn't. They just complained. So that was my way of handling it. And as well as being in constant communication a couple times checking in to make sure that the hot water was back the next day they took showers and everything was fine so it really was just a one-time occurrence of everyone showering at the same time they didn't specifically ask for money back but it was clear that they were upset so i thought this would be a good way to handle that
1: mm, absolutely yeah and you know i mentioned last week on the podcast that it seems that uh, you know dealing with unhappy guests or dealing with picky guests is one of the things that people struggle with the most and since there's not that much news i thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss with you david and so you know i I wanted to share the hardest the toughest experience that i've had on airbnb Um, this is all the way back in 2013 when i'd been hosting for about a year or so up until then i always had guests that were very happy i mean in the beginning there was you know i would get small feedback about minor things, but nobody was ever really complaining or unhappy until one day I got an email. I was actually staying in Amsterdam. I was actually staying in a hotel at the time. I had a visitor and we couldn't stay at my own house. I, I just booked a hotel and I was still making a pretty good profit. And I got an email in the morning and this guy was just, he was outraged. He was so mad. He wrote me an email complaining about all sorts of different things. He was telling me that there was loose wires in the house. He was telling me that there wasn't enough lighting. He was telling me that the shower smelled bad. He was telling me that there's a fish store, which is true. There's a fish shop in my street. And he was complaining that it smelled like fish. <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I mean, this guy was really mad. He told me, listen... Like your place is completely unacceptable. I've checked out, I've checked into the Marriott and I want, you know, half of my money back. Otherwise I'm gonna call Airbnb. I'm gonna tell them that your place is unacceptable and that they should take it off their platform. That's literally the email that he sent me. And that was the first time I've ever heard a guest complain. And so my initial reaction was, this guy is insane. You know what I mean? I just felt like, okay, this is complete nonsense you know, I almost wanted to go to the Marriott and just confront him and just say like, you know, what's wrong with you? I mean, 50 groups of people have zero complaints. How can one person have that many complaints? Clearly this is about you. This is not about my place. So I was kind of defensive. I wrote him an email back and I I was basically saying, hey, listen, uh, I've got all these five-star reviews. Clearly people enjoy my place. So I don't think you have a good chance of, uh, you know, uh, getting Airbnb to get my place off the platform, but then at the same time, I also realized, okay, well, in the end of the day, it's a guest who's not happy, and you know, me as a host, I I should be professional about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually thought his demand wasn't wasn't outrageous. You know, he booked for four nights and he wanted half of his money back, so he'd still be paying for two nights, although he only stayed for one. So after I calmed down a bit, uh, I just wrote him an email and I said, like, hey, listen, you know, I'll give you half of your money back. I'm sorry to hear that you didn't enjoy your stay, you know, just let me know how you want to have the money. And then let's both go our separate ways. And then he responded back and he was like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. And kind of, uh, you know, sounded a little bit friendlier. But then afterwards, I, I started thinking about it and I started realizing that, you know, actually having somebody who's really, really picky, who will complain about everything is kind of a blessing in disguise because if you can make that person happy, if you can make improvements, then everybody's going to be happy, right? And so I actually went into my house and I, I had a look and I did buy some extra lights because it was complaining about the lighting and no one else had ever complained about it. But then maybe some other guests have had similar faults in the past, but they maybe they just didn't want to complain, right? Yeah, so I, I ended up making some improvements. I, I fixed a couple of wires and stuff, and as and as a result, uh, my Airbnb was better. You know, I was able to offer a better experience to my future guests. So, looking back, I'm kind of thankful for him pointing out some things that I never saw, and that you know maybe my guests never had seen either, or maybe they saw it but they didn't want to complain about it. So, yeah, I kind of felt like I I turned a, a negative experience into into something positive
0: way to go Jasper way to <laughs> way to turn that around it's always helpful when guests, I've had a number of guests that have had a wonderful experience. And in the private comments, when they're doing the review, they'll let me know that there was maybe dust in a certain corner that the cleaner needs to look at, or that, you know, perhaps you could put some shades up by this window, or they've given some good feedback. So that's always helpful. But um, so good job having a high maintenance guest and turning it into a good thing. Uh, One thing that I find personally on, on this note, that if someone starts to negotiate with me on price right away, that oftentimes that is a more high-maintenance guess. And, and I have found that I usually get more complaints from people who I end up giving a better deal to. And so I've really been hesitant on that. And I pretty much stopped uh, negotiating and, and lowering my price because I just feel that's uh, kicking things off on a bad note and they're going to be a lot more high-maintenance, even though they're getting a better deal. They just seem to be more picky.
1: Right, so it's kind of counterintuitive, right? You're giving them a good deal, and they're still going to complain.
0: Yep. And also, one other thing, hostfully, we reach out to a bunch of vacation rental management companies and ask them for some of their funniest complaints, and we wrote a blog post about it. So that's on our blog. And there are some complaints like, "There's too much water in the pool," or "The beach is too sandy." What time does the midnight show start? So (laughs) there's been some real funny uh, questions and, and complaints from guests. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah that reminds me of uh one time i we went on a holiday with a bunch of friends and then we were sitting on the beach and then my friend didn't look particularly happy and i, I asked him like hey are you enjoying your time here and he's like well you know i uh i i, I like the beach i just don't really like the sand and i and the water and the sun <laughs> <laughs> so i was like okay well what else Not is all right there? anyway um yeah so uh i thought there's there's a few learning lessons from these experiences, right? And I think what you're saying, like not giving discounts is, uh, is probably a good idea. Although I have to say that when I stay at an Airbnb, I always try to get a discount, but I don't really complain a lot though. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think taking the feedback serious and not being defensive when when people complain, because in the end of the day, it's just their perspective, right? It doesn't mean that your place is actually not good. It's not really about who's right or wrong, right? There's no right and wrong. <laughs> so I think you know, <laughs> taking feedback serious and just being very professional in your response as well is a, is a good learning lesson. It's something that I definitely didn't quite do that. But also I think the things that you can't do anything about. So for example, this guy, he didn't like the, the smell of the fish in my street. And so I, I ended up putting in my description, like, hey, if you really hate the smell of fish, you might not want to stay in my place because, you know, there's a fish mm-hmm. store a few houses away, which I think is, and we talked about this before, right? How it's important to be very accurate about your listing yep. and to not only list the great things about your place, but also the things that people might Absolutely. not like. And it gives you a lot of credibility, I think, as a host. If you see somebody writing the, the negative things about that place, then you know that, that host is honest. You know, there's not going to be a surprise.
0: Absolutely. Very important to manage expectations.
1: So I think it's kind of two-way. If you get a picky guest, you try to improve on the things that you can improve on. And then, you know, the things that you can't do anything about, just put it in your and mention it in your listing. Amen. You agree? Yes. <laughs> Airbnb has changed the way people rent forever, but actually getting paid is still a pain. That's where payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account, with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. Awesome. Um, do you have any other funny stories that we could chat about? Well, there's no in news. <laughs>
0: I do, and then also wanted to talk about the booking on behalf of another member, too, and and that. So uh, maybe we'll bring that up, and then we can end with my uh, personal funny story of what just happened.
1: Okay, I think we only have time for one. Let's do the funny story. We'll talk about the other thing next week.
0: That sounds great. So I have uh, guests in my basement and they our neighbors have a new puppy dog just a couple months old and there's a little hole in the fence so the dog came over into our backyard and was hanging out with our guests and our guests really liked the dog that was all good um they were having fun petting her and but then she took one of their hot pink underwear apparently they left the door open so the dog went into our basement and (laughs) took one of the underwear and then went back to her home our neighbor's home so so fast forward a day later, and the wife finds the hot pink underwear in the house and goes to the husband and says, hey, is there something that you want to tell me? Whose underwear is this? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he got a little, you know, a little defensive. And like, no, calm down, honey. This, there's got to be uh, some reasonable explanation about this. Uh, and they, they ended up chalking it up to uh, their son who's in college now and not there, but uh, to his girlfriend from over the summer that maybe it was hers and somehow it got there so a day later our guest had told me what had happened so i told the neighbor hey just so you know our your dog took our guests underwear and the the husband was like oh thank goodness i'm so curious <laughs> where that came from because my wife was putting me on the hot seat about that
1: <laughs> and he must have really wondered like what happened here
0: uh huh. Yep. Confusion all around. So, I can also imagine uh, that
1: careful. if if you're trying to explain to your wife, like, listen, it's our dog went into the neighbor's house and picked <laughs> up this piece of underwear. It wasn't me.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> How credible? Very much. Is that? The, yep. The, my, my dog ate my homework. Excuse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, that's really funny. Okay, let's quickly go into the uh, the other thing. We've got two minutes left.
0: All right. Well, quickly, there's been some uh, discussions on different Facebook groups about booking on behalf of a friend or family member. And I just actually had a neighbor who wanted to book for his mom. And so on the hosting help section of Airbnb's website, it says very clearly, we require Airbnb reservations booked for personal travel to be booked by the person who's going to stay at the listing, unless it's a business account. That's the one exception. But in this case, it's personal travel. So Airbnb's website says no. Nonetheless, I called Airbnb customer service and asked them and they said it was okay. And I got an email from Justine A on December 21st uh, from the customer service team saying, although we recommend that the guests who booked And the person who will actually stay in the listing is the same. So long as we have your consent, we will still support this reservation. So it seems like they're contradicting themselves. And I'd love to hear from other people if you've had an experience like this and what Airbnb has said. They are contradicting themselves. One other person told me that the customer service team said that the person who's doing the booking should add to their profile the other person's name. And that will be a way to kind of get around this. So I think they're still trying to figure it out. And it's a little frustrating. And it's important that hosts cover themselves in case there's some accident. You don't want Airbnb saying, hey, well, you violated the terms of service by letting a a third party booking happen. So if there's ever a third party booking request, I would at the very least, you might want to say no, but at the very least contact customer service and get in writing from them that it's okay, because clearly on their website, they they say it's not okay
1: you know airbnb should really ma- provide some clarity on that i think because that's the type of thing that will get hosts confused and then there's all sorts of discussions going on and and then people don't know what to expect yeah, i definitely don't like it when there's other people staying at the house sometimes you get the message and then the the people are pretty upfront about it right but sometimes people don't even tell you like they'll do a booking and then somebody else shows up which i think is totally unacceptable
0: Oh yeah, that's not cool at all. And call customer service right away if that happens.
1: And that that reminds me of uh, one more thing I forgot to mention when we're talking about how to how do you deal with guests that are unhappy and stuff. Uh, one thing that I didn't do, which I definitely would recommend people now, is if your guest shows up and if the guest wants to leave because it's unacceptable from their perspective. I think it's a really good idea to just call Airbnb because I've heard of several stories where in similar situations, Airbnb actually ended up refunding the host and arranging an alternative Airbnb for the guests. So both parties kind of got away with a a Mm -hmm. good deal and Airbnb kind of took the damage.
0: Loss. Yep.
1: So that's probably uh, a good idea. All right. Cool. Well, thanks uh, a lot for joining me on this episode, David. And I'm looking forward to cooperating more with you in 2018 and let's make this an epic year.
0: Fun times, Jasper. Can't wait. 2018. Here we go.
1: Awesome. And for all the listeners out there, if you're interested in cryptocurrencies and alternative platforms to Airbnb, then make sure to listen on Monday when I'm interviewing the founder of CryptoCrypts.com, an Airbnb for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency holders. So i uh, hope to see them bye bye get paid
0: for your pad get paid for your pad get
1: paid for your pad get paid for your pad get paid for your pad get
0: paid for your pad